Hot demons, shiny jewels, and schoolgirl outfits. It's basically a hot topic. We watched Inuyasha and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and lecherous monk with the vacuum grip, PJ. And a fierce demon slayer with a giant boomerang, Skylar. And joining us today, returning once again, our lowly imp holding out to find a jewel shard, Lauren. That's me. I'm the younger sibling that had to go with you to the mall when you hang out with your friends because mom made me come. <laughs> well, if that and the episode title wasn't enough of hint this week we're watching inuyasha as we wrap up adult swim month so lauren tell me based on that name alone what did you think this anime was going to be about i had absolutely no idea i assumed it was the name uh similar to sakura so um that's the only conclusion i could draw from it okay so you were like name done boom name, next done. <laughs> got it based on the name were you like you know what you know who would have this kind of name uh cool person <laughs> damn you're really killing it with the predictions today. oh my god thank you so much <laughs> you know what as punishment oh, no. for you half-assing your prediction i gave you the poster with the most characters i could find oh my god <laughs> so now that you've seen the poster have your thoughts changed on what inuyasha will be about i still believe that it will be a name i have no idea who the name belongs to this is the most characters i've seen on a poster and i did immediately start sweating but i had different ideas as to what the anime could be about other than it's a name of a person now we talked a little bit about this uh, about you doing this episode understandably you know setting up scheduling mm-hmm. 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 lauren speaking of this anime's name can you can you tell me the name of this anime i assumed it was inuyasha because that's not what you told me when i asked you what the name was what did you say? I do. I legitimately was trying to think about this. So I was like, I remember I mispronounced it. I don't remember how I mispronounced it. In Unasha. Oh, I put in Unasha. <laughs> and I was like, where did this magical second end come from? <laughs> My imagination. <laughs> There you go. So we're going to be watching Inunasha this week, folks. <laughs> My favorite anime, Inunasha. Inunasha. <laughs> well, let's talk about the characters on the poster for Inunasha. Sure, yeah, yeah. So we're going to kind of go a little haphazard, so keep up with me about uh, who I'm bringing up. Oh, goodness. So let's talk about the woman with the large boomerang. The woman with the large boomerang. Okay. I said that she is some sort of monster hunter, but she's like from a family of monster hunters and she's like super, super good at her job. She's going to be fighting alongside all the other people on this poster and she's definitely the most competent one of all of them. Very solid prediction. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tell me about (laughs) the monk with the staff. Um, I said he was a sorcerer, actually. That's not a bad assumption. Thank you. Yes, I said that he was a sorcerer and he is trying to break the curse on the other man with the sword and the ears because they're clearly best friends. Uh, okay, so before we get to them, let's talk about this large cat-like animal. Okay, this ties into the man with the ears. I think he's a werecat and I think that's his werecat form. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, so he's a not like a werewolf, but he's a werecat because he has ears and that's what he looks like. Okay. His sorcerer best friend is trying to get him to break the curse because he's like of cursed being with the werecat. This. It's yeah, like yeah, Wallace yeah. and Gromit curse of the were rabbit, but this is the sorcerer and that cat guy curse of the werecat. Exactly. Yeah. 
Inu- Inunasha. Inunasha. Uh, so we're going to move over to the right now. We're going to talk- tell me about this little fox boy. I thought that was a girl. Uh, Everyone does. I thought there was a little fox or just person. I thought it was the little sister of uh, the girl with the arrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess tell me about the girl with the school girl uniform. She's the um, reluctant fighter on this team. She like knows the werecat man from college and she was recruited because she's like super good at archery. But she like has to get that paper turned in by seven. And like she's just a really serious student and like goes along for the fights. But it's like, you guys, I have to go study. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We're going to, again, move around. T- we're going to move up top uh, on the left-hand side, this man with white hair and the red markings on his face. The man with the white hair, the red markings, that is clearly Werecat's lover. They were, like, together and, like, super happy. And then Werecat <laughs> man got cursed and that he scratched him when he was in his Werecat uniform, in his Werecat form, which is why he has the scratches on his face. And he's like, well... How much of you is really you and how much of you is this werecat? And so they're like fighting, but they're still in love. And that's going to be the story. I would say like gross, but I have seen that a lot. Yep. (laughs) Um, And I guess finally, both in the center and top right, let's talk about this man with white hair and a red outfit holding the giant sword. That is our werecat. Um, He is like... From a family of monster hunters as well, not as competent as the girl with the boomerang. But, you know, when he was out there and he was like fighting against these monsters, he got cursed as a werecat. And now he's like part monster, part human. And like, oh, no, am I really hunting myself here? That's the situation. Broke up with my boyfriend because he like doesn't understand my new life. Full stop. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, awesome. I think those are some solid predictions. Some are very on the nose. Some are as far away from the nose as you can possibly be. The cat's nose? Yes. The Inunasha nose. The, the Inunasha. In, the Inunosa. <laughs> Not the Inunosa. But uh, we'll see how much of it comes true. Maybe you got all the story right and some of the characters. Regardless, we'll figure that out by watching episodes one and two. So we're going to do that real quick. We invite you to do the same. Uh, and stay tuned. All right, we're back and we had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Inuyasha. Lauren, tell me what you think. I was super into it. I was absolutely wrong. He's a dog, not a cat. But I really, really liked it overall. Good. I'm glad. And yeah, but you know what? The dog ears are so cat-like. So I get why you think that. And he has like claws too, kind of, right? His fingernails. I was like- Well, because it's more fox than dog okay okay and which you get as the series goes along but we'll, we'll get to this let's get through some housekeeping first all right so inuyasha is based on the manga by rumiko takahashi that ran in weekly shonen sunday from november 1996 to june of 2008 with a total of 56 volumes the anime series was directed by Masashi Ikeda and Yasunao Aoki and was done by Studio Sunrise for NNS. It ran from October 2000 to September of 2004 for a total of 167 episodes. A finale series titled Inuyasha Final Act aired from October 2009 to March of 2010, adapting the last chapters of the manga and running for 26 episodes. A sequel series titled Yashihime Princess Half Demon began airing in October of 2020 and is ongoing following the next generation of our show's cast. 
cast. In addition to all of this, there have been four Inuyasha movies, one OVA, seven video games, a trading card game, a light novel, and a live stage play. A Stega stage play? Yes, honestly, Mm -hmm. something uh, you'll learn more if you end up doing the podcast more is a lot of anime get full stage productions in Japan. It's very A lot of times they're musicals. A lot of times they're musicals, yeah. I I would assume so. I think anime would transition into musicals very easily. Like a straight stage play is like such a flex. Yeah. Uh, Well, with all of that, let's quickly break down episodes one and two. In episode one, we see the half-demon Inuyasha escape a village with his Shikan jewel. He is shot and pinned to a tree by the priestess Kikyo before passing out. Shortly after, Kikyo dies and asks her little sister Kaede to burn the jewel with her body. In 1994, Kagome is talked to about the jewel by her grandfather. She goes to help her brother get their cat from the well. As she goes to the well, she is pulled in and she encounters Lady Centipede and the two fight before Kagome escapes her. As she wakes up in the well, unsure of what just happened, she gets out to realize that she is now in feudal Japan, though she doesn't immediately realize it. And this is where she encounters the pinned Inuyasha. As she goes to interact with him, the townspeople stop her and haul her back to town. Fifty years have passed since the last time we saw this town, and Kaede is a lot older and notices a resemblance that Kagome has to Kikyo. They interact for some time before Lady Centipede makes her return to get the Shikan jewel from Kagome. She attacks the town, and Kagome ends up awakening Inuyasha, who confuses her for Kikyo. The two banter for a bit before Lady Centipede attacks them, and ends up swallowing the Shikan jewel. In order to save everyone, Kagome pulls Kikyo's arrow from Inuyasha, freeing him as he slays Lady Centipede. They are able to defeat Lady Centipede, take the Shikan jewel back, and Inuyasha tries to attack everyone in the village before he is stopped. Inuyasha is determined to kill Kagome to get the sacred jewel. After saying how he hates the smell of her, he chases Kagome into the nearby forest. Kaede, fearing one day it would come in handy, takes out a necklace, the beads of subjugation, and places them mystically on Inuyasha. She instructs Kagome to use the words of subjugation to control Inuyasha, and her words of choice are sit boy, which causes him to slump down. Eventually, he is fell through the bridge that they are on, and she retrieves the Shikan jewel. And the next day, the villagers repair their huts for Mistress Centipede's attack. Kaede informs Kagome that all kinds of evil are after the sacred jewel, and she she will now be tasked to be its protector, like Kikio was before. Inuyasha is now hanging around, just hoping for his chance to get the jewel. Kagome tries to build her rapport with Inuyasha, but he doesn't trust her, and as she takes off, she is kidnapped by a group of thugs who are being controlled by their boss, now being controlled by a carrion crow, a demon. The boss unexpectedly begins to kill his crew, and Kagome starts saving them, and they start referring to her as boss, but eventually Inuyasha arrives on the scene to try to retrieve the jewel, stops the carrion crow from controlling the boss, but unfortunately, Kagome has thrown the jewel out, and the carrion crow flees and swallows it. The carrion crow grows larger and more powerful and kidnaps a boy to eat. Inuyasha stops it, releasing the jewel back into the river, and while Kagome saves the boy, the jewel's power reconstitutes the crow and it begins to fly off. Kagome, using her quick thinking and a bow borrowed from a local villager, ties a crow's claw to an arrow, knowing that it'll head directly for the jewel. Unexpectedly, it hits straight to the jewel, shattering it to thousands of pieces that scatter all across the land. And each one has its own power, and that is where we end episode one and two of Inuyasha. Can I, I have a few initial things I want to bring up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that it's not because like you see a lot of isekai right because so isekai for you lauren is a genre mm-hmm. of anime where someone is kind of transported to a different time or a different world 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. this is, you know, a very prototypical isekai. But a lot of times in an isekai, it's very like, oh, I go to this other world and I, I don't know, they kind of like don't necessarily blend in, but they kind of become a part of it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. What I love about this series is that Kagome is straight up like a valley girl <laughs> that just does not blend in whatsoever. <laughs> She yeah. doesn't need to. She's her own person. But I just, I also just love the choice of making her like very like, like share from Clueless, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's literally so fucking funny though. Like, I love the part. Love like, her. she also just says such funny lines like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I like when she's like getting chased and she's like, now in feudal Japan playing Duck Duck Goose with a demon. <laughs> oh Toto I don't think we're in Tokyo anymore I oh know that was God. so good she's but it's so little lines funny. like that that are so funny yeah yeah it's so well written I thought kind of like what you were saying it's it feels so realistic and I love the pacing of the show it doesn't feel too fast it all feels very organic I thought it was very well done Sorry, my other favorite Kagome moment is uh, when she's in the well. She's like, I must have been dreaming. And then sees the hand. She's like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) What's really interesting uh, about the dialogue in this show, and I think it's so funny because I think like the first like 10 minutes of episode one, the dialogue is so weird. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. And, and I only noticed it, I think, a lot because instead of, I accidentally put on English subtitles instead of English, co- English closed captions. So it was giving me the English translation of the Japanese lines. Oh. And uh, the Japanese lines are so much fuller, but instead in the English, they're very like, but the what? Like, it's very, like, short <laughs> cut-off sentences, and it's because yeah. they're trying to sink to the lip flaps, right? Like, this, they only talk for so long in the animation, you can't right. say as much in English, right? Mm-hmm. But, so because of that, it just came off so weird and interesting, because, like, the first half was a lot of, like, but I thought you, what? Like, <laughs> that's how everyone <laughs> talked at the beginning. But then, like, it gets better. But there's so many funny lines of, like, people trying to sound old-timey. My yes, favorite favorite line is the guy who's like, Lady Kayede, methinks mayhaps we may have done the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not real. No, that's how they spoke in feudal Japan. Haven't you like read up yeah. on your history? Methinks me. <laughs> yeah. But that's speaking obviously. of that, can I say like some of the a lot of the background voice acting isn't great, mm-hmm. but the main cast voice acting is like really solid, especially yeah. yes. Lady Kaede. <laughs> I think Lady Kaede's voice actress was like, give it like, this is clearly like a woman that like knew her act, has acting chops, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. She's the experienced one coming in and being like, I'm going to show all of you how this is done. And later on, she's, Lady Kaede is just as funny as everyone else. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I loved her anyway, but you know, it's nice to hear that she becomes softer as it goes on. Right. But you know what I also love is how mean, hey, just how much of a total dick Inuyasha is. Yes. But like in the funniest way. Like he's I like so when endearing. he endearing. Yeah, I like yeah. when uh, he's talking to Kaede and he's like, I'd kill you if you didn't already look half dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I also, this was like way at the beginning, but I love when it was right when she got to feudal Japan, Kagome, when she found Inuyasha, and she was like, I have to feel his ears. She's like, okay, well, now that that's out of my system, I know, I can, that like, was so process. funny. And <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I relate to that. 
I, I, do I relate too. to that. Yeah. Like, I like how it goes on for like a little bit too. Like it's not like it's just like a bloop bloop. All right. Now that it's out of my system. Like she does it for like 10 seconds. And she's like, and she like almost embarrassedly is like, okay, now that that's out of my system. <laughs> I can like look around and like take this in. I had to like feel his ears first. So good. Okay, so my first anime, like, technically is Sailor Moon because, Mm -hmm. like, I watched it as a child, but, like, I didn't know that was anime. Um, I just thought it was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Now, Inuyasha, or how Tyler, you know Inu-Nasha. it is. Inuyasha. It's Inuyasha. Inuyasha. You get yeah, it yeah, right. yeah. That's the proper pronunciation. Inuyasha. <laughs> this was my first anime, like something that I like recognized as an anime. Oh. So, like, I have literally so so much love for this anime i've seen all of it it's amazing we're watching the sequel series it's a really important anime to me and like i was like i wonder if it's just like nostalgia like rose-colored glasses and re-watching the two the first two episodes first of all i didn't even have to watch them i like literally still know everything that happens in them <laughs> but still like re-watching it i was like no there are no rose colored glasses this is still hilarious and it's beautiful like mm-hmm. when she goes into the forest of inuyasha and like it's her and you see the huge tree and the wind is blowing and he's yeah. pinned to it gorgeous oh my god yes beautiful i mean my window of anime is very small this i don't know there's something different about this one to where it pulls you in more and it's so engaging from the beginning would you say it pulled you in like a lady or mistress and pulled in kagome into the well yeah probably actually (laughs) less less terrifying because she that mistress centipede lady was pretty pretty scary also yeah when she eats the shikan jewel her skin just bursts off of her her. i was like this is gross that's something i actually really like about this anime honestly and like skylar you know this to be true and any of our listeners most of our listeners probably know this to be true but in anime a lot of times like they present monsters as really hot um and so does this to be sure, don't get me wrong. There are some hot demons. You're the hair demon. There are some hot, hot demons. <laughs> but what I love is that when things tend to go full on demon, they are monsters. Ugly. They are like not. They are not really super redeeming anymore. Yeah, they are creepy crawlies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the anime like this would probably like. I think if someone else had made this anime, they would have just stayed. Like I don't know. Like, Mr. Centipede isn't, like, hot necessarily, but, like, but you she's know, really she's very, beautiful she has looking. a very beautiful yeah, face. Her breasts absolutely. are very exposed. Like, it's very, like, sensualized outside of, like, the centipede body. But even that does it for some people. You know? But then, you know, the second she becomes full demon, like, it becomes this very grotesque creature. But I think other animes would have just been like, yep, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's hot and she's hot all the time now she's super hot because she's all her, powerful yeah her boobs just like go well, her up boobs would have gotten bigger that was 100 what would have happened would have. yep yeah so true also i just love like the quick initiative that kagome is always taking kagome yes. is so on top of her stuff always yeah. and she's so selfless like when the the rubble fell down on that bandit that had just kidnapped her and she mm-hmm. like helps him out yes and I love that all the bandits are like, you're our boss now. <laughs> you're our boss now. I mean, all of these people were pretty horrendous to her, right? Because they kidnapped her and were super mean. The second they're in trouble, she's like, well, I'm going to help all of you anyway. 
she's she doesn't so hesitate either. No. Like a lot of female protagonists in anime have the like unwillingly helping trope in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Sailor Moon in the original is like the worst at that because she constantly has to be forced to help. Yeah. Um, oh. which is a lot better once we get to Crystal. But, like, it's it's not even force, but it's more like you have to be, like, convinced. Like, it has to get bad enough type of thing. But, like, in this, like, the little boy falls in the river. She's like, shoes off. I'm swimming. Like... <laughs> And I love the villagers were like, oh my God, she's super magical because she can like swim. I love it because I love that the guy's like, wow, she's an imp. She's an imp. And then when she's like swimming so fast, she's like, wow, she's swimming backwards. What a woman. What an imp. (laughs) (laughs) Again, with all the little background stuff in this set is also just so funny. It's so good. I I had such a good time watching this one, honestly. And, yeah. And I also love like the, like going back to like episode 1 when mm. uh the grandpa gives her the like petrified like imp foot or whatever. <laughs> yes. And she looks at it and she just like gives it to the cat. She's like, "All right, eat that." <laughs> and the grandpa's just horrified, but she's like, "What am I going to do with it? <laughs> the cat's going to enjoy it more." <laughs> Oh, God. But yes, this anime is very important to me. I can see why. It just like changed my perspective in a way of like what animation can be. Mm -hmm. Because like I hadn't experienced something like this. And it was like a little bit more adult because it does say like damn a lot and blah, blah, blah. And I was like in eighth grade when I first started seeing it or watching Mm -hmm. it. I was like, ooh, bad words? It's not The Simpsons or Hank of the Hill. <laughs> Hank of the Hill. <laughs> Hank, Hank of the, of the Hill. Hill. <laughs> Hank of the Hill and Inunasha. Inunasha. It, it wasn't King of the Hill. It did King of the Hill. <laughs> and uh, it was just, again, like all the animation is such, so gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I love it. And it's funny because I lived in Laguna Hills and I literally went to school the next day and I was like, oh, my God, do you guys know about anime? <laughs> and like so many people were like, no, what? And then I showed that I was like, I just watched a show called Inuyasha. Oh, excuse me. Inuyasha. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, it's like so good. And then they're like, that's fucking cartoons. And then I like was getting made fun of. And then. The only black person I knew uh, in Laguna Hills, Tony Lemons, beautiful boy, was like, I like anime. I was like, yeah. And then when I moved to Long Beach, everyone was like, yeah, anime is fucking amazing. You found your people. Yep. It took a whole city. A whole <laughs> city. I love that. That's a beautiful story of your journey with anime. <laughs> <laughs> I have cosplayed Kagome. I remember this. You cosplayed it for one of our friends' birthday parties. And oh I God. made it myself. I would like to see pictures of this. Mm. Oh, okay. She's like, I regret saying anything now. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It was for uh, Peter's birthday. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Peter's huge into anime. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so cute. So what do you what do you think about the Shikan Jewel? I thought it was super cool. So... Initially, when it was like the whole you have to protect it, it's a sacred jewel. I was like, that's pretty typical. And then it shattered. And I was like, oh, this just got interesting. Now we have to go find the pieces of it. I'm super into this. Well, and, the fact, and, they, and they established it so well by having the carrion crow head come out where it's like and the jewels are also still super powerful. Like it's yeah. not like they're like weak now, you know? No. So now there's just going to be like powerful demons everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, God. I also did not expect Inunasha to be there it is again I don't know what happens to me and 
I didn't expect him to be bad. So like in that first opening scene where they're like, we have to get rid of this demon boy. I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. You literally were Kagome at the end of episode one where she's like, wait, he's the bad guy? No, she literally says he's not the hero. Yes. I was like, girl, same. You know, he's what is a very common trope in shonen anime, which is like, an anti-hero, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we we love a good anti-hero on love this podcast. Love a good anti-hero. Ugh, Stan. Because, I, I mean, no matter what, even as the series goes on and, you know, and Inuyasha gets more and more sympathetic, more and more, you know, just a hero, hero, like a proper hero. Right. He still does the things he does. And he's still like, he's still like a, uh, he's still like a, he's still a delightful dick, you know, <laughs> a delightful dick. I like that. <laughs> He really is. Like, even though he's so mean and he's so degrading to everyone, there's something about him. You're like, I still like you. It's charming. <laughs> yes. So charming. But you know, and there's also a lot to be said about just the fact that like, you know, I mean, you can tell from the beginning that he's not like the most evil character because like at every point he never actively harms anyone. Mm-mm. Like even like when he like could have killed those villagers instead he just chops the trees behind them to like get them away. Right. And yeah. when he like when he uses his claws against Kagome, he like goes right up to her but not to her. And like mm-hmm. that's not like him missing. Like he just actively chose not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that fine line of he's bad but he's not evil. Just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and the fact that, like, he does hang around and, like, just is there. <laughs> like, I like that just, after like, the, the like, you know, the sit boy that sends him into the river, they're like, you know, it's Kaede <laughs> and Kagome talking and they zoom out and it's just him, like, laying there pouting. He's like Jeff Goldblooming, too. He's, like, on his side, just, like, he does lounging there. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about sit boy? I okay, was yes, cackling. I, yes, yes. It's so funny. It it's is like so one of the greatest funny. things in like all of anime is the yes. sit boy. Sit boy. I, she was like, I have to come up with a word. And I was like, oh, it's going to be something weird. And then she said, sit boy. I had to pause it. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. You know, what's funny, so funny is I started like I like I think a lot of people obviously didn't start watching the Asha at the beginning because it was just airing. So like you randomly just catch like episode 12 one day. And you're like, what right. is this? And so, like, I saw the sit boy thing, and I was like, why does it affect him? Like, is he just that embarrassed about the fact that he's a dog? Like, <laughs> like my like little kid logic was like, oh, it works because he's a dog. Like, it's not even an right. embarrassment thing. Like, it's just it works on dogs. He's half dog or whatever. Therefore, so it works on him. Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously. And I was like, and he wears this super cool necklace. Like a collar, because he's a dog. Got it. That's so funny. That's adorable, honestly. But I think oh. it's probably a somewhat common original thought when you watch it. Because, like, you just... They're never, like, again, like, yep, because of the beads of subjugation. Like, it's just, like, sit, boy, and it happens. And he does it, yeah. I love it. That's so funny. Honestly, like what you said, um... Like, you just start watching it, episode two or episode 12. My first episode was You're the Hair Demon, which I think is like episode five or six or four. Wow. <laughs> Real range there. Sure, it's not episode 28? Like, maybe we don't i don't know i only saw the first two but this is an uh, this is an interesting i mean because again as we talked about a little bit in the ghost of shell standalone complex episode 
which Mm -hmm. you should listen to if you haven't. You know, Adult Swim, again, was really an introduction to anime for people. And just like Skylar's story of kind of just being like, this is anime. I think Mm -hmm. a big part of it, too, was it's not like anime now where like when I watch an anime, I'm making a conscious effort to watch an anime. So I'm finding it on Hulu or Crunchyroll for animation and starting from episode one and moving on. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you just discovered anime and you would randomly tune in to episode 58 of Case Closed or episode 22 of Inuyasha or episode 4 of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Comics. And you'd be like, what is happening? What is this? Especially if you randomly tune into a Fooly Cooly episode. Check out that episode if you have it. That was a wild ride. Let me tell you, listening to that, that sounds like a crazy anime. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's very, you know, you kind of just get, it's, it's so interesting because most people's like first exposure to anime during this time frame, which is really when America started getting big into anime as a society, as opposed to like the niche Japanimation community that existed before that, mm-hmm. was always thrown into the middle of something. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You were very much the Kagome of the anime world. The Kagome of the anime <laughs> world. Yeah. Also, I was right. Yura, uh, the hair demon, is episode four. You were like a third right, because that was like the third option you gave. You yeah, were like five the last or six one. or four. Yeah, the last option. Whatever. It didn't seem like a correction. It seemed like a list of options. If you go back, you'll hear me say, no, my dear husband, it was episode four. That's what I'm I remember. I'm going to reinsert <laughs> right here what our listeners have already heard, which is that not happening? Which I think is like episode five or six or four. <laughs> That's Skylar's what like, I oh, by the way, I'm going to help edit this episode, but just <laughs> oh. like 20 minutes of it. Just this part. The rest of it you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to help you out by editing this section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something, a concern that I do have for this podcast, or for this anime, I mean. Oh, no. There's too much horse death and horse abuse in this anime. I did cry a little when that horse horse got thrown down. Yeah. Oh, I was so sad. It happens again? Oh, yeah. As I was, like, collecting (laughs) clips for additional context, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't know there was so much fucking horse death in this. What is this, the ring and the cruise ship? Jesus Christ. And I mean, PJ won't know this, but a lot of horses also die in Lord of the Rings because they're like riding horses into battle. And that's the worst part of Lord of the Rings is all of the horse death. It's true. I 100% agree. See, now Um, I'll never watch Lord of the Rings because I'm so opposed to horse death. So I, (laughs) this is for our audience. Right. I'm going to say something very divisive oh my god okay and i hope you guys don't hate me i will explain myself i'm so nervous i am a kikyo apologist lauren has no concept context for this i know this is why i know it's for our audience but i will keep this brief because i don't want to keep lauren out of the loop for too long yes (laughs) um you're not wrong you sh- you're right, and you should feel empowered to say it. That's what. That's all I'm gonna add. So the just so the fans know, I do not ship them. It's a broken relationship, but I love Kikyo as not a romantic partner. Growing up is realizing that Kikyo was right. Yeah, 
embroidered on a pillow on my bed, actually. I've been known, though. Like, if you go and look at my fucking, like, MySpace and all the links that I oh. had, it's all, like, Priestess Kikyo Fruits Basket. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, dumb. actually, literally, it was Furuba, which is Fruits Basket. It was, like, Furuba, pri- uh, Furuba Priestess Kikyo. You know what? And I love that little MySpace tidbit. And I especially love it because, <laughs> you know, I, embarrassing fact, I had, I forget which Inuyasha, it's probably closing to yeah, on my MySpace playlist, 100%. <laughs> uh, so I'm let's talk too? about the music yeah. of Inuyasha. Get so Inuyasha, it holds a lot, it holds a very special place in people's hearts musically. And not even with Unfortunately, any of the music that you heard with opening one or two, Mm -hmm. uh, opening one and uh, closing one, it really did come in with closing two. Because closing two, and we talked about this a little bit in an, uh, what episode was that? Ghost in the Shell. We talked about this with you in Ghost in the Shell about the like waking up to the Inuyasha theme song. It wasn't, it it wasn't the opening. It wasn't any of the openings. It wasn't closing one. It was closing two. People, a lot of people, it's a very common uh, story for some reason, similar to like George Lopez theme song. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. people just have this distinct memory of waking up to closing to Sashomaru just being emotional and emo. This <laughs> <laughs> anime. But before we even talk about closings that we didn't see here, let's talk about the opening and closing of the anime that we did get with a strong caveat, which is on Netflix, you do not get to actually listen to the original opening one. Mm-mm. All you get is this instrumental, which is like the Inuyasha background music that we all know and love from later yes. episodes. So it immediately did... gave me goosebumps. Yes, but we did send the actual opening one to Lauren just because she, you know, should get a fair shake at at, at that opening. Yes. So yes. Uh, let's talk first about that fake opening. Just mm-hmm. to talk about it. I like it. It's, it's you know, it's a good instrumental. Yeah, yeah. I I loved it. It was very fast paced. So it really got you pumped for whatever was coming. And that's the song. Literally, it happens almost like every episode. It's basically the battle music. Yeah, it's so like the battle music. Okay. If you, like, continue to watch it, you get very, like... Familiar with it. Very familiar, and, like, you bond with it. It's like a best friend to you. It's like a... (laughs) (laughs) This is very close to Skylar's heart, PJ. Literally, when it started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. This is so good. (laughs) So good. But let's talk about the actual opening, which is Change the World by Rie Matsumoto. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that opening we sent you. It was so good. I I mean, there was like the main chorus that I was able to understand because it was in English. But it was like that typical boy band sound, but not in not in like the 90s typical boy band way. I don't know. It was super good. I was super into it. I had a fun time listening to it. I'm glad that I was able to hear it because I only heard the instrumental when I watched the episodes. But I had a very good time. 
Yeah, as soon as I uh, was watching the episodes, I was like, shit, I got to send both PJ and Lauren Change the World. Yeah. <laughs> I was on it. Thinking of you Change the too. World, though, uh, I I like it for sure. But a big but... thing with Inuyasha overall is just that the mm-hmm. outros across the board just slam dunk on the opening. Every outro. Mm. Everyone's a fucking bop. So I really do like Change the World. It is very very baseline j-pop like it's yes. it sounds like and this isn't my band because it's a fake band but it literally sounds like a song from utano prince sama <laughs> like it sounds like fake idol music you know yeah mm. uh and like like literally my original like artist for the section is starish <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, unrelated. I'll get to an actual event later. This is the only opening out of the whole series I remember. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a single other one. Mm. And I had to tell you about this one. Yeah, for sure. I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's a, I was like, it's so weird that it's just an instrumental. And you were like, no, it's changed the world. And I was like, is I it? forgot about that. <laughs> but you know what I didn't forget about, which is any of the outros for this mm. anime. So let's talk about the outro song, My Will by Mai Matsumoto. I was going to say, like, I feel like you don't give this song enough credit, PJ. This is a bop, and I feel like you're always downplaying it compared to others. Okay. All right. I was going to wait. I was going to wait. Oh, God. We are going to pause talking about the music because Skylar has called me out. She has put down the gauntlet. And because of it, I'm going to break out my surprise segment early today. (laughs) So today... I was oh, going God. to have us do a special little section where we are going to have you, Lauren, listen to every outro from Inuyasha and rank them <gasps> uh, from worst to you best. You said that we wouldn't do this. I'm so happy. <laughs> Someone threw okay. down the gauntlet and I refused to be challenged in this house. Oh, my God. All right. How many outros am I ranking there here? There are eight. Eight? There are eight outros. You are going to listen to each one, and then you are going to give us a quick little thought after each one. Just something quick, like, hey, that was great. That was whatever. Just a little Mm -hmm, thought. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you are going to, as we go, rank them from worst to best. So let's start. You've already heard outro one. I have, yes. And we're going to jump into outro two. All right, that was Fukai Mori by Do As Infinity. Lauren, what did you think of that? That's slapped. I mean, come on, flutes. All right, write it down. Put it in your rankings. You always have a chance to reorder. Let's move Mm -hmm. on to outro three. All right, that was Dearest by Ayumi Hamasaki. What did you think of that one? I was good. I'm like all in my feelings right now. Straight up ballad, yeah. (laughs) All right, here is outro four. (laughs) 
All right, that was Every Heart by BOA. What did you think of that one? I, God, how are all of these so good? <laughs> I'm like crying right now. That was oh my God. so good. It was like soulful, but I was like still pumped. I don't know how they did it. All right, let's move on to outro five. <laughs> That was some Sora shit. All right. That was Shinjitsu no Uta by Do As Infinity returning from in- from outro two. Oh, it's the same singer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Still super good. I'm ranking them as we're going. So. All right. I'm like finding where it goes. Let's, let's move to outro six. All right, that was Itazura na Kiss by Day After Tomorrow. That was so fun. They've all been like so emotional. <clears throat> Not that that one wasn't, but it felt lighter. Yeah, I move on to outro seven. Oh, I fuck so hard with the song. Sorry. <laughs> All right, that was Come by Namie Amuro. Still good. Still bringing <laughs> Still the feels. Good. Still oh popping. Still right, popping. And, and the eighth and final outro. And that was Brand New World by V6. There we go. Full circle. All bops. I had such a great time with this. Awesome. Well, that is every outro from Inuyasha. And for obviously our listeners, I'm just going to put in a little tiny like 10 second snippet of each song just so you could be like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember that one. But Lauren, <laughs> take, a mo- take a moment, take your time, mm-hmm. unless you've already got it ready to go and formulate your top eight. But while you f- finish out yours, I think I'll do mine and then we can do Skylar's and then we'll finish off with yours. Let's do it. So I'm going to give you mine from worst to best. And I want to clarify by worst is just the worst of the best. All of them are all of them are bops. All of them slap. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In eighth place, I have outro eight. Mm -hmm, In mm -hmm. seventh place, I have outro three. In sixth place, I have outro six. Mm -hmm. In fifth place, I have outro one. Mm -hmm. In fourth place, I have outro seven. In third place, I have outro five. In second place, I have outro four. And in first place, we have outro two, Fukai Mori. Solid, solid. Okay. Skylar. My ranking is in last place, mm-hmm. ending eight. In second to last place, it's ending three, followed by ending six, followed by ending five, followed by ended ending seven, and then we have four, and then one and two. We had very similar bottom of list, but very different top of list. Is we yes. had eight, three, and six as our bottom three. Five is my third, it's your fifth. Seven is both of our fourth. And then yeah. while your my fifth is one, yours was five, your third is four, that's my number two. And then your number two is number one, which is my fifth, but we can all agree on Fukuyimori. So we have similar but different, but I'm curious 
we have some nostalgia. We have some connection to this. Lauren, this is your all you have is fresh exposure. So tell mm-hmm. us for you your definitive ranking of the Inuyasha outros. Okay, so I'll do the same where I go from bottom to the top. My least favorite at the bottom is number eight. Universal, we were all the same. <laughs> the second from there, so the second worst, uh, number five, and then followed by number six, uh, number one. Number three came next. Wow. Mm-hmm. Number six, and then my top three, bottom to top, uh, number seven, four, oh. and two. Hell yeah. I agree. I agree yep. completely. We can all agree that Fukaimori is the greatest Inuyasha oh, outro. Nothing so will yes. ever top it. So good. Not, not only would nothing ever top it, but at least me and Lauren agree on number two and Skylar with number four, that outro four is the is oh. like the next best bop. So, so good. good. Yes, absolutely. Fun or like a really cool thing. If you guys know who um, Amelie is, she is a perfect blend of Fukumori and Every Heart. So fucking good. So it's literally the two best songs merge, and it's a very good cover. Highly recommend Uh, it. Listen to it. Amelie liked a tweet of mine one time, and I almost died. Obviously. I mean, Amelie was literally my number one artist listened to in 2020. You got to check out the Amelie train. Now I got to get on this. I love that we got to do that. We have our definitive rankings. We can all agree that Fukaimori is the best Inuyasha outro. I was telling PJ that I how much I love Ending 7, and I had to remind him what the song was. Mm-hmm. And this was like months and months and months ago, and I put it on, and he's like, I've never heard this song in my life. I never got that far in Inuyasha. And then, well, no, and then we it's listened like to it more. It's like episodes like 120 like- on. <laughs> The more I played it, you're like, actually, I do remember this song like two weeks later. Yeah, because like I probably like came on like once or twice. Like I happened to catch like episode 124 one day or something. But like it was nothing Mm -hmm. ingrained like some of the other ones were. (laughs) So we did have to interrupt our segment to get here. So, I mean, we don't need to super ask what you thought of outro one because we know that it was your fifth ranked Inuyasha outro. Yeah. It was also my fifth ranked. It was Skylar's second ranked, though. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it was still good. I, don't get again, me wrong. I want to clarify. Yeah. Every song is a bop. It being a fifth or seventh, like, realistically, I think the only one that we can all kind of agree is, like, not the best is song eight. Eight. 100%. Uh, and you know why? Because, again, vibe. it has that very cheap J-pop feel. But yes. that aside, super quick, because it is the official one of the episodes we watched, Talk about your thoughts on outro one. I still had a good time. Um, I thought it was, it matched the show's energy really well. And it leaves you feeling like you're in a really good place after you've watched this show. The graphics were a really nice compliment to the song too. I didn't feel like they were distracting kind of like Sakura's was, um, where the visuals distracted from the song. So I liked them together. It was a good time. It felt like I took ecstasy at a school fair. Does this happen to you a lot? No, but that, I but I know that this is what it would feel like. <laughs> like it felt like the song that would be playing in like a '90s movie where they took ecstasy and like the editing was doing that thing where like they're moving in slow motion, but like as they're moving, like they're they're like leaving trails of their motion while they're like mm. dancing in a club with flashing lights. That's what this song is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's very specific, but very accurate. So it's very like early 
early on the cusp of late 90s boy band mm. like or early 2000 okay i see that but you know what since we're t- since we're getting into these specifics let's then jump into what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros lauren why don't you give me who you think would have done a good job with change the world our first opening the very first one so i did two artists one for the instrumental and one for the Ooh, um, tell me the instrumental actual song so i so this is a very niche but the instrumental section reminded me of a song called murder murder from jekyll and hyde so i said that frank wildhorn clearly he wrote that music uh would have done the music for inunasha yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can never tell when it's like an actual mistake or you being funny and i love that even more i don't think my brain's ever gonna do it the right way so There you go. Uh, but for the intro with the lyrics, I said New Kids on the Block. Oh, New Kids on the Block is a pr- yeah. is a really good choice. I really like that. No, for sure. I think the boy band vibe is there, but I'll, I'll toss it to you. I think it's more like an R&B boy band. So I sure. went for All for One. Ooh, another very solid choice. That is a good, good group to do this. Also, mm-hmm. while we're at it, since we're talking about the instrumental, I would say that RZA's Kill Bill score is very reminiscent of this. So RZA. Ooh, yeah. Good, good, good. That would I be like really this. good. I'd listen to that. I'm not even going to try to pull anything out of my ass for the instrumental. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go for 98 Degrees. Which, again, Ugh. very R&B-y. Yes. Yes. And also New Kids. New Kids had some R&B hits out there, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was really like, I wanted to go with Boys to Men because I think their voices would match up but the way better. Wouldn't, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's all too mellow. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I did think of them for sure. And I, I was th- like, I this not the vibe, you know? I, and I agreed. I knew that we were all going to go in this direction when you were talking about it. And you're like, it's like boy band, but not like 90s boy band. I was like, you're right. It's not Backstreet Boys. It's that R&B stuff. <laughs> it is that R&B stuff. So we're all on that same vibe. I almost chose go. O-Town too. O-Town's another great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think we're going to diverge a little bit more with the closing song. So why don't you tell me who you would think, who you would pick for my will? For the outro, I went a little more. I stuck with the the time frame. I am pitching a big one, but I'm excited about it. Um, Madonna. Okay, yeah, I can totally see that. Some of her like drugged out club era. Yes, that's what I was going for, for sure. I went a little bit more because my brain really did have like that dance club vibe. So I went a little mm-hmm. bit more disco. I went with Gloria Gaynor. okay i'm into this okay so her voice literally like i was comparing it now i didn't go with the choice because the vibe is off but her voice literally sounds like sarah borellis yeah i was literally playing them back to back and i was like shit they sound exactly the same wow Okay, I kind of hear it. I kind of hear it. Yeah. But the vibe, because it is kind of like club, but also kind of like sad. Mm-hmm. I went with Lana Del Rey. Ooh. Okay, okay. Nice. I respect it. I respect it. Yes. She can get the soulfulness in there, you know? There's not enough talk of, of you know, daddies driving us down uh, <laughs> you know, Sunset Boulevard. Right. While we drink uh, Coke out of glass Diet bottles Coke. and do cocaine. But I see it. 
I see it. Maybe that was in the Japanese version of this. You know song. what? You know you what? Know? You're right. Yeah. I have not heard the lyrics, so they probably are just a Lana Del Rey song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, two to three awesome segments knocked out of the way here. And hopefully, I am able to edit it to sound somewhat cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. But uh, all of that said, I loved it. We talked about the music. But so that I think all that's left to do is take a quick break and watch some additional context so that you could see some of the other characters that were on the poster that you didn't get to meet yet. Yeah. As well as just see some of the other stuff that happens in this anime. So we're going to do that real quick. So stay tuned, everyone, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on Inuyasha. All right, we're back and we had Lauren see some additional clips, some additional characters, some additional context, some additional just everything under the sun. Lauren, tell me after all of that, what do you think of Inuyasha? I like this one a lot. I had a good time with Sakura and Ghost in the Shell. Standalone Complex was super cool, but I think this one's like right up my alley. This is my jam. That makes me literally so happy. Tell me through all the clips, because we did have quite a hefty context this week. Mm. Did you end up with a favorite character? Um, It's a tie because I like these two when they're together. Inuyasha and Kagome, their dynamic and just like screaming at each other all the time. I was like, I enjoy both of them <laughs> equally. Love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Skylar, who's your favorite character? It's Sango. <laughs> Sango's phenomenal. I love Sango. I'm didn't put more Sango clips in. I, it was really hard to find. Well, Sango is great. Honestly, the, the, Sango is also the one that you got the closest on the prediction. Uh, you got it exactly right. She's from a family of demon hunters and her whole village was murdered. So she's out to avenge them. Which is and literally the only difference is you said Monster Hunters, which is close enough. Honestly, yeah. she was extremely competent, too. She's like a great fighter. Yeah. Yes. My favorite is also a duo. It's Jockin and Tashomaru. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love Tashomaru. He's literally like the hottest character in anime. That's a hot take. And, <laughs> and Jockin just take. being his like Igor is so good. <laughs> they were funny. I love it. Awesome. Well, we have your thoughts. We have your favorite character. This is your third time on the podcast. And they they talk a lot about like the power of three, mm-hmm. right? Like three is the strongest number in like mathematics. Three is the strong, like three sides will give you the strongest shape. Three points is the most efficient, you know, way of diagramming something. Charmed. There's a lot that comes, you know, the power of three will set you free. Mm. Three is a magic number. Lots of things to do with threes. And so I have three questions for you. Oh, goodness. I've already asked two, which are, what are your thoughts? Who is your favorite character? And I have to ask the third, the question that's going to tie it all together. Here we go. Which is, Lauren, would you keep watching Inuyasha? Yes, absolutely. Like I said, this one most aligns with me and my interests. So like, I have to keep watching. I have to see what happens. Awesome. A kawaii <laughs> success in the book. The biggest kawaii success. The biggest mm-hmm. kawaii success so far. Mm-hmm. You know, Lauren, uh, I mean, preview, because this is our final episode of Adult Swim Month. Lauren will be our featured guest all month next month, which will hint, at, which will let you know what that month's theme will be sooner rather than later. Uh, but just know uh, if you're liking the Lauren content, you're going to get more and more of it. And if you don't, I'm Sucks sorry. To be Sucks you. to suck. 
But that aside, we have your thoughts, your favorite character, Kawhi's success in the book, a phenomenal third showing on the Quiet Disappointment podcast. That means there's only one thing left to do. Is there an AMV for that? AMV, anime, music, videos, is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me a song and artist for Inuyasha. So I had based my pick off of the fact that I knew Inuyasha was a anti-hero and he was probably going to be having a lot of internal struggles. I don't know if it's going to be a success or not, but I like the connection. I chose Some Nights by Fun. Oh. Huh. And that huh isn't a bad huh. It's like, oh, wow, you went so modern. I went extremely modern. <laughs> but luckily for you... Inuyasha is maybe one of the most AMV'd animes of all time. That would make sense. So while there is only one that I could see, there is an AMV for some nights by fun to Inuyasha. (laughs) So there's three points in the book. Wow. I didn't think it was going to (laughs) happen. Again, Inuyasha, and again, you don't know this, is one of the most AMV'd animes out there, in my opinion. I think it's Inuyasha and Dragon Ball Z. And Sailor like, Moon. And Sailor Moon. That would make sense. Okay. And it makes a lot of sense for Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon because they're like the big they're like the big dogs. They're like the anime one. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Inuyasha just has such a, a stranglehold on the AMV community. Mm. And most of them wish that Toshomaru had a stranglehold on them. Whoa. There we go. <laughs> uh, awesome. You'll love to see it. Three points in the book. Yay. That's not where this story ends, though. Because now it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV to Evanescence bring me to life for Inuyasha? Do you think there will be one, Lauren? Oh, there's got to be at least a dozen. I'll show you one. It's Skylar's AMV. <gasps> To Evanescence's Bring Me to Life to Inuyasha that she made in from July of 2007. Oh my god, you mean the Skylar made an AMV for this? I had my maiden name back then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With all 3,600 views. Whoa! Good for me. Good for you. You know what? On that point, I just looked up the Fruits Basket transformation video I made for Casey back for like episode two or three or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have 1.3 million views on that video. That's amazing. Good for you. Someone commented, good job, darling. Darling? Was it you? Did you comment that? It was not. <laughs> Uh, and also, Skylar coming in with some lore here in her comments by saying, The episode with Subaki, she poisoned Kagome with her pet dragon. That's all part of her dream. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. I just felt the need to let you know that you said that at some point. <laughs> uh, not to someone, can I clarify, just in general. <laughs> just like as a... Just as an FYI. But with that, of course, four points in the book, another Kawhi success, and a phenomenal showing to close out Adult Swim Month. As always, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me again. I always have a good time when I come hang out with you guys. And we have a good time having you here. But unfortunately, that is all the time that we have here today. We hope that you had a good time, a fun time, a half-demon time, a dog ears that look kind of like cat ears time, and a lot of really hot people fighting the ultra-demon time. And until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I have been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 